Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Sasha. And I'm not this week. Dallas provided us with drama. Christian provided Chelsea fans with a religious experience, and the Dash provided us with some spice in the NWSL. Welcome back to yet another episode of We Call It Soccer. And, man, I am uh, feeling just great about the world this week. Um, all the news has been good. Everything's been going well. And I am somehow stuck in 2014. Well, your information bubble must be more secure than the MLS bubble then. Probably. Yes, I have constructed this reality around myself airtight. Nobody can get in. I test anybody who comes into my room being like, which year is it? Who's the president? Did you lose internet connection again? You just haven't been on the internet for the past week. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you guys? Where's Jeff? (laughs) 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 So, okay, um... I, I don't know if I should do one of those corny like if you could travel back in time to a year, when would you go? <laughs> um, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, let's see. What what question should I ask you guys this week? If you could watch one movie again for the first time, which one would it be? Jurassic Park. Every I have so many vivid memories of that film and how it affected my childhood. I was already like I already wanted to be a paleontologist. I love dinosaurs, but that one like introduced me to, like John Williams soundtracks and to Steven Spielberg's ability to just like uh, amaze you and these like these dinosaurs which like my child brain could be like the real and science that could potentially do this. You know, I was you know the disbelief that like that that ability to like susp- suspend it was amazing. Have you been following the Jurassic Park Twitter account that some comedians have uh, been tweeting from? No. It is extraordinarily amusing <laughs> where they're like, a lot, especially with COVID, because they're like, our park's safer right now, but uh, be careful for the <laughs> the dinosaurs roaming around the cafeteria. Uh, Caleb, what's your, what's your movie that you're going to watch for the first time again? Uh, I'm going to try and be, well, I was going to try and be less, you know, cliche, but The Godfather. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll quote, you've got mail at you. What is it with men and Godfather? It's a really good movie. I watched it a couple years ago when Batch was on Netflix, and then Taylor and I watched it like right at the beginning of the pandemic, and it was her first time seeing it. And we were upstairs, like dinner, dinner ready, like, oh, let's go watch it. It's, you know, over three hours. And she was like, she probably stopped in the middle so we didn't like take a break, and we didn't stop at all during the Godfather on the edge of our seats the entire time. Nice. It's It's just a fantastic movie. Okay, now do you leave, like, horses' heads in each other's, you know... Well, I don't know if you have separate beds, but I, I didn't mean to bring that up in the podcast. I just wanted to ask you if you leave horses' heads for each other, okay? I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, to answer your question, yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, I think the one that I would pick has to be... Um, Ah, shit. I, I was going to go with Star Trek 2009, but I feel like that's like every, everyone's going to be like, oh, another Star Trek reference from Natch. How lame. And how annoying. Um, so you did my, my messages. Good. 
<laughs> I think I'm going to go with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Have you guys watched that? No. I have not. It's Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, comeback movie after his... You know, he flamed out of Hollywood with, like, substance abuse issues. And that was his, like, big comeback. Val Kilmer is in it. It's a neo-noir film. And it is fantastic. It, it, it's I, a... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, j- just watch it. Like, seriously, it is very, 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 very good. Do you know if he... That's a... Shane Black, right? Wrote that and directed? Uh, I don't know. I'm not okay. like... It, it is, It is like, in my top five movies of all time, but I know startlingly little about, like, its crew. If you like that, you should check out The Nice Guys on HBO. Okay. It is very funny. All right. Yeah, Shane Black, yep. And very good. You are correct. Okay. Cool, cool. I will check it out. Hey, look at that. This podcast gave me something to uh, to, to check out later. Um, we should move on to talking about soccer. But before we do that, I would like to thank our patrons on Patreon. You make the show possible. You get extra content. I'm happy for you. I listened to Sasha and Caleb Bless talk about episodes this past week. And I am now quite well informed about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and about the uh, new Run the Jewel album and I would say I was, I'm informed about Barcelona but I was, I was on that one so uh, some, cool, some cool content out there for you patrons if you if you choose to become patrons on Patreon if you'd like to do that that's on patreon.com slash fans. we also have some cool conversations going on in our Slack channel which you can join we would love to have more of you there also Tell some folks to listen or to our podcast just if you can. A cost of a cup of coffee, you can join our Slack channel. It's true. It's true. Three dollars a month. Three dollars a month gets you gets you the Slack access. So, and you're um, not gonna buy coffee. You can't go to a coffee shop anymore. Right. Just exactly. Use that for us. Come on. And and you know use that Folgers at home. You know. Um. But yeah. Also, please tell your friends to listen to us. We would appreciate any any social media you can give us any any sort of reddit comments whatever if you mention this pod we get more listeners we enjoy that so thank you all right let's move on to soccer let's stick to soccer guys let's stick to soccer we haven't said that in a while stick to soccer um let's stick to soccer with a segment that we call bad guys yeah, it's a segment where we discuss American soccer's bad guys, the two top divisions, MLS and NWSL. And that segment intro, when we wrote it back in January, was meant to be kind of like tongue-in-cheek. About, ha-ha, they're the bad guys because they're Division 1 and everyone's down below. And now we're like, are they the bad guys? It's like, Hans. Are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? <laughs> yes, you, me, Caleb. We're on the same <laughs> yeah. page. Same page. That page is Mitchell and Webb. Uh, yeah, so a little on the nose there. But uh, let's talk about NWSL first, huh? Before we get to the real heavy stuff. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. So, with the not super heavy stuff, three players have torn their ACL. <laughs> um, I don't... <laughs> I forgot that that was the next thing in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, really poor choice of words on your part there, Notch. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, yes-ending that. I appreciate it, Caleb. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> uh the Courage's Ali Watt has an ACL tear that she suffered in the opener. Well, the right midfielder Kelsey Hedge is ruled out. And so has Sky Blue FC midfielder uh, Kenny Wright. If you are an NWSL player with a last name that could be a word in the English language, watch out because apparently that's what the common theme is in all these ACL tears. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, 
in all seriousness, nobody likes to see this happen to soccer players. This is probably the most serious injury you can have short of like a leg break or um, something even more serious and permanent. The fact that two of these happen in training is even more tragic. And all the best to all these three players, Ali Watt, Kelsey Hedge, and Keeney Wright, as you mentioned, Caleb. And we wish them all the best for their recoveries. Hey, let's talk about some games and excitement with two draws that were the Old Rain versus Sky Blues, which happened right after we recorded last week, just nil-nil. And then the Thorns versus the Red Stars, which was also nil-nil. Yay. Sasha, your thoughts? I mean, you could argue that the Thorns Red Stars nil nil is a lot more impressive and determinative than the Rain Sky Blue game. That game left me feeling like I couldn't really measure how good either team was, except that they couldn't score goals. Whereas I knew the I knew the stars the stars the thorns thorns could they just had decent defense. Let's move on then, shall we? Let's leave it there. Yeah. Uh, we only talk about goals. This is an American podcast. We don't care about them draws. You know what is it with draws in soccer? Anyway, I like football. Um, okay, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the spirit versus. I don't know where that came from. Like sometimes and quarantine changed you, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, you guys are talking about guys with, like, trucker hats and Oakley sitting in cars. I find myself doing that a lot nowadays, guys. There, there are dormant uh, personalities coming into the service. Caleb, Seriously. I'm worried. Yeah. Jeez. This is it's actually, it's, this isn't a podcast. Um, the entire time, this has been an intervention. <laughs> it's a cry for And um, if we were in the same room as you, I would unroll the banner that Sasha and I made from six feet apart. And um, is that Tifol? It's, 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 it's a really nice banner, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're worried about you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, let's talk about Washington Spirit playing the Courage. <laughs> the Courage, the 2 0 winners. Lynn Williams scoring both these goals. I think she's a shoe in for the Golden Boot, yeah, and maybe even Golden Ball for MVP of the tournament. She's just has been fantastic, and I think it was uh, Neil Morris. The beat writer for the All Thing North Carolina soccer, and and so that death touches and North Carolina courage winning, and he's not wrong. He's he's very true. We should have Neil back on the podcast someday. We had him like many years ago, and uh, he's one of the most like charming people. Fe- he's a movie reviewer too. You did ask him that question. You asked us. Yeah, there we go. And actually, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that'd be. Uh, but I I feel like I I would just be outclassed on my own podcast with with neil morris like you guys are enough to outclass me on a weekly basis i don't need neil with his southern dulcet southern tones and legalese uh doing that as well you know what i mean so uh, at this moment lynn williams the only person in wsl with three goals rachel daly and shea groom have two and then a bunch of people have one so uh Dash, speaking of Rachel daly houston dash playing the utah royals two nil winners of dash Chris, christy Mewis. Scores the opener for the dash. Yeah, it's a really bad clear from uh, Reigns keeper Murphy, and she just picks it up and puts it away. All oh, the wrong, wrong game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, but 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 you're right. That is exactly what happened. And uh, she groom in the 54th minute scored a beautiful header. Of a cross shade room, from shade room, shade room, shade room, shade bride, shade bride. <laughs> I watched Hamilton this weekend, you guys. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Sasha didn't. 
Y'all should tweet at Sasha and don't watch Hamilton. Yeah, but uh, but yes, yeah, she she scored off a, off a cross from Rachel Daly, as you as you say in these notes, Sasha. Two goals from two games from Shagroom. Courage playing the Red Stars, ending up one nil winners. Neil Morris's prophecies coming true yet again. Um, best chance in this game came from Kelly Watt in the first half. Yeah, just a pitch that was Dal Kemper's pocket and ran into the box on a. Almost a breakaway, then that closed down right at the end and shot directly at the keeper, which is not what you want to do in that situation. Um, this could have been a lot worse for the Red Stars, actually. The one, I think the 1-0 scoreline flatters them, but Julie Ertz is the best defender in NWSL. Like, this is not up for debate. She put in so many inch-perfect tackles from very disadvantageous uh Positions where you're saying she did avoid a penalty or a foul, but she got the ball cleanly. It's just fantastic. But it was all for naught, as Abby Ur said. Um, got ahead around a short corner routine and rotated the ball back in. And yeah, courage win again. Portland Thorns played Washington Spirit. This game ending a 1 1 draw. Lindsay Horn getting her first goal of this tournament. 69th yeah. minute. Yeah, great diving header off of a set piece. Uh, kind of reminds you of the Van Piercy 2014 yeah, yeah. goal. I was about to say that. Get your heart out, Robin. Get your heart out. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, of course, the Spirit are good enough, and they strike back. Uh, 70-something minute, and it's Sam Stab. Knives one in, straight up into the goal. Yeah. My favorite player name in all of American soccer, Sam Stab. <laughs> I think it's be- so quick and painful. <laughs> it's stab, right? Like she says, stab. Is it stab or stave or what? what do they, how do they say it on the? I, I forget now. She says it differently from us. I think probably, probably. Yeah. But everyone around her probably says stab. Uh, um, okay, so looking at the the points table, you got North Carolina Courage in first place with nine points after three games played. Uh, the Dash and the Royals and the Spirit all tied for. Second place with four points, although there are tiebreakers in between there, despite their points tie. The Dash and the Royals have a game in hand so far. Sky Blues, your dark horse pick, Sasha. Old Rain, your pick, Sasha. Chicago Red Stars. I don't know how to tie that to you yet, Sasha. That was Caleb's uh, pick. The bo- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I paid. I don't know. <laughs> Remember. And um, the thorns in the middle of the pack in fifth. So that's the table, red in an awkward way, top, then bottom, then middle. Okay, hey, um, let's talk about uh, Major League Soccer, uh, aka Coronavirus Central, apparently, at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, last week, Caleb, you were like, yeah, this tournament should not be happening. Uh, we all know that. And. Um, yeah, FC Dallas, one team already out. They listen, apparently. So thanks, <laughs> Dallas. I mean, like, yeah. This Caleb guy is right. We should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, get the fuck out of here by getting everybody infected with coronavirus. Apparently, they had one of those COVID parties that they're throwing in Alabama. <laughs> Their methods were questionable, yes. <laughs> they were like, "We this is unsafe. We've got to get out of here. Let's all get coronavirus. Quick, cough in my mouth. Like, we'll, we'll get entertained herd immunity. We laugh because we can't cry, okay? Like, this, this is this is the, 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 the problem. 11 
positive cases among FC Dallas players. It's a fucking tragedy. We hope for all the best for all those players and any others who who are tested positive and get coronavirus. And um, yeah, so they're out. Uh, MLS having to redo the schedule a little bit and uh, change a few things up in the tournament. Nashville apparently has five confirmed positives and four inconclusive tests as of this morning. I haven't seen what happened if they announced a conclusive result later this evening. But um, so it seems likely that Nash by the time we stop recording or tomorrow morning, as is as is normal, Garber's like it's Tuesday morning, quick, all the news, uh, or Wednesday morning, and uh, yeah, so so it's gonna be Nashville's probably gonna be out too. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, this is this is just crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Columbus Crew, I think the only team with a confirmed other team. With a confirmed positive te- case, it's only a matter of time. Um, I don't. We were talking about the in during taking notes. I remember if uh, Nachi said this or you quoted someone saying this, but the reason why NWSL has been safer than MLS is NWSL has nine teams, all well, eight now, and MLS has twenty six. That might have been Jeff on Twitter, Jeff Ruder. Okay. And that's uh, putting eight teams in a condensed space is dangerous enough at this point with this virus being so contagious. But putting 24 teams, so 30 plus people times 24, into the state that's announcing record highs of coronavirus cases every single day. They're just number one every single day. It's a recipe for disaster. And at some point you have to wonder, is all this money we're getting from ESPN and ad revenue, is that worth someone's health? Is that worth someone's career? Is that worth someone's life? Because people say, oh, the, the players, you know, they'll be fine. But um, a 41-year-old uh, Broadway actor, Nick Cordero, just passed away from COVID on Sunday and he was in good shape. And at the end of his life, the doctor said his lungs looked like Swiss cheese. He'd already had a leg amputated. Death is a real possibility. And if not that long lasting effects that could end someone's career. We see in Portland, Jack Leeson suing the team doctors for um, mismanagement of his leg injuries. What's going to happen if someone has the lungs of a 50-year-old smoker at the end of this? And the players, you can say, oh, they're, they're young enough. The coaches are in their 50s and 60s. They're in that age range where it is dangerous for them to be around people. Yeah. It's not safe. MLS needs to end this tournament now or at least delay it. If they're going to play in Orlando, it doesn't matter what time of year. Play in fucking December. Have a Christmas tournament. It does not matter. Sports are not worth someone's life. Um, MLB pitcher Sean Doolittle, I'm quoting him here, quote, sports are like the reward of a functional society, unquote. And we're not functional right now. That's why Europe gets their games. That's why Europe gets their sports. That's why... 
rugby is doing on New Zealand right now with fans. They did it right. Yeah. And we're continuously fucking up. So we don't we don't deserve sports. This country does not deserve sports right now as a escape from reality because we haven't faced reality. I think the corollary to what you're saying though is that it's specifically that shitty approach to all of this which makes me afraid that I mean if, if some of these players if they, if they if their teams leave this tournament or this tournament doesn't happen are they going to get paid? I I don't know the answer to that question. And for me that that's the thing. Like if I knew our government could pick up the tab for these players that their families wouldn't get fucked by not having a paycheck come in like if the players association was making that statement or something like that, like i i would feel better about being like this shouldn't happen because i don't need to see soccer right now personally i i there are other people out there who really want soccer need that release or whatever my life circumstances are such that i don't need that distraction i'm okay without it like soccer doesn't play that role for me i'm going to be conflicted while i watch this the only thing for me is some of these players th- and and the team personnel and the coaches this is their money that's the only money and if this tournament doesn't happen some of those people are going to get fired laid off for lord whatever and because we're not a society that takes care of its people the right way um i worry about that and it scares me and i i, I just don't and this is why it's such an impossible thing right like I, i'm worried i think personally from my standpoint like i agree with you i i'm very uncomfortable with all this but like you know what what else what else is there and and it's just such a tragedy on so many levels that as sports fans these are all the things that we have to consider um you know and and it's it's really shitty it is it's a, it's a lose-lose situation and there has been players who've said like it's not we, people who are making the sentiment of just shut up and play and take your money like some of them are at risk they do have conditions it's like not just cuz they're an athlete they they're the pinnacle of health like some of them are in danger, and they're giving the choice of either get your get paid, uh, or you know, lose your livelihood, but don't risk your life. It's one or the other, and it's it's messed up. These teams are owned by billionaires. The easy t- answer here is that billionaires pay for everyone's salaries, and then just cut the losses. But that's not how this country works. So. Yeah, I mean, it, there are a lot of people that we can just we can we can say that a lot of the damage, just in general, and this is, goes beyond soccer. Like a lot of the damage that is being done because of coronavirus is happening because of a lot of the same people who, if if they wanted to prevent some of this damage from happening and support the economy, they could. And I think to your point about Florida, it's it's. It's a salient one because the reason Florida was chosen is in part because of ESPN, of course, but also because its governor supported opening sports early. You know, WWE could film in um, in Florida in like, I think it was like April or early May. It was very, very early on. Yeah. And it's because of that same attitude that this shit is happening. I, f- I don't think this tournament, I mean, we've said it before, this tournament, I, I don't think it's going to end like, it, you know, like the way that they want it to end. Um, yeah, yeah but- I mean, like, they they have to adjust so many things for just groups right now, and as of right now, MLS is saying in 24 hours they're going to kick off, but, like, they could should pull the plug, and they really, like, I don't see how this group stage goes smoothly without them, be like, having to reconsider. 
Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, if they do cancel the tournament, everybody can go to Disney World because that's open on Saturday. You guys want to go? We're, we're so stupid. <laughs> this country's so fucking stupid. Oh, man. that's uh... we, we are like the lemmings, I swear to God. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's move on to talking about Minnesota United in a sub-segment we call Some Might Say... In this segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC and find a few things we might want to say. Number one, Roman Metenier signed a contract extension with Minnesota United as first reported by Jerry Zagoda in the Star Trib. Um, we'll find out what the details on that are later. Hold up, hold up. Did you just give us good news? It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like to be with the theme of this of this podcast. Right, right. <laughs> of this world. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Minnesota United canceled their scrimmage on uh, Sunday, I believe it was, with the crew, which, you know, canceling scrimmages, does that really, you know, can you play if you've canceled scrimmages? As you said, Caleb, the crew was one of the teams that had a positive. Yeah, this is the correct choice. Uh, Jose Aha had a test that was a false positive. I wonder if when he got his negative test back, they were like, Aha! You think? <laughs> I can only hope. Aston Kutcher walks out. Dude, we punked you. <laughs> Did you think you had this life-changing disease? But you don't. Wasn't that funny? Oh, Isn't like Chance man. the Rapper doing punk now? No, that's on that streaming service that no one has. So, no, he's not. Oh, yeah, QB. Uh, we should go on QB, guys. It's open. It's it's Blue Sea environment. Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about Minnesota United news in that Impact Montreal have... Hired an academy coach just four days after they fired their previous academy director. They've hired Patrick Leduc, uh, who used to be their administrative director of soccer operations, and he's gonna f- he's gonna focus solely on the academy and scouting development center. The team Impact Montreal in their release s- talked about the club's philosophy and priorities of identifying and developing young players. Um, they talked about who this guy's gonna report to, developing people in. Uh, the metropolitan region of Montreal and even outside of Quebec. And they said the academy is here to stay and the objective of restructuring is to continue to improve. I, I think you said that wrong. It's the academy is here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I bet David Diggs would have done that really well in the French accent. And and much faster. Much faster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is the, so, so, you know, this is what you should be doing. If you've just laid off your academy stuff, you know, like get someone in, have a plan, hire someone new, maybe even someone who's already in your organization, make it clear to the parents, the fans, the people around you that your academy is still here. Because guess what? MLS is requiring it. So, you know, announce that. Maybe even put out some nice pleasantries about what your like philosophy and stuff is. And maybe people wouldn't be so mad, you know, like... This, I think, is because I, you know, this, this, Montreal four days ago announced this. I was like, well, there go the dominoes. And seeing Montreal deal with this in a very different way and set a template for how, like, I feel okay with Montreal now. I'm not an insider. Most Minnesota United people, like their fans, aren't insiders. So I don't know if this is all bullshit from Impact Montreal. Like, it could be. I don't know. But it makes me feel better just reading it, you know, not being an insider. 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that there's a clear avenue of communication, right? You're not left just wondering what's going to happen. And they, they kind of present it in a way where you assume they had a plan in place prior to making the decisions of releasing people. It's almost like they had somebody vetted or they had a, li- a short list of people they, they wanted, right? And they, they executed it and they released the message and it was very concise. I'd like some any of those factors coming from Minnesota right now. Well, and, and we've seen parents of kids who's you know there were there were 70 or so kids in the minnesota united academy at different age levels they were wearing the minnesota united badge like the jersey of the team and they just don't know what's going to happen next that's that's really bad form like if you're gonna just if you're gonna just not do anything tell them that release i mean maybe they release them i don't know but like it's just crazy if they release him or if they want to come back once the plan's in place, who's going to say that they're going to come back? Right. Or that they'll want to come back. Yeah. Now, even if you even if you announce a plan at some point, how long has it taken? You know? How much faith have you burned in that time? Um. Anyway. I mean, it's just a sad situation all around, man. And, and I hope it's resolved successfully. I hope the Minnesota United Academy, whenever it restarts, does a good job. But, like... Man, it's crazy stuff. Anyway, let's get back to uh, MLS stuff. A few things. Um, there were some schedule changes. Go to the MLS website to check them out. You can, by the time you read this, there might be even more. So, or listen to this, there might be even more. So, uh, Lucas Cavallini, Freddie Montero, uh, Georges Mukumbilwa, Tucson Ricketts, and Andy Rose will not be participating in the COVID Cup tournament. Uh, and... I should mention four of those players, Whitecaps players. I forget who it was on Twitter, but somebody, I think it might have been Jason Davis, tweeting that they're not the white caps anymore. They're the white lower cases. That, that, that's actually pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, so it was nice to see yeah. Whitecaps come out and say they support this decision and stand behind their players. The only team, the only team that has released its traveling roster. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's take a break here. We shall return with more uh, from the U.S. Lower Leagues, England, and many other places after this. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Caleb just said he slammed some shots of whiskey. Sasha, what are you slamming? Crack and rum. Crack and rum. Okay. I, uh, I'm not going to slam anything because I'm going to end up with a hangover because I had one beer. I had one beer while I watched Hamilton on Saturday. All of Sunday, I had a headache. Like, I don't understand sometimes. Like, everybody all through quarantine has been like, what cocktails are you having? Let join my mixology series. All this stuff. And here I am being like, yeah, if I have even like a drop of alcohol, I'm going to have a migraine the next day. It sucks, dude. It sucks. You know, in Star Trek, they have this thing called synthanol. It's alcohol that you can drink without. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, let's move to the segment that we call Friends in Low Places. In this segment, it's time to check in with our friends in low places of the U.S. lower leagues. Uh, I'm just glad there's some USL news so that we can have that segment queue. I enjoy it very much. Um... 
I don't miss our U.S. national team segment uh, at the moment, <laughs> given everything that's happening. But uh, <laughs> that segment, Q. But I do miss this one. So, thank you, Garth Brooks. Uh, now to happy news. Where in the USL Championship, they're going to play 263 games over 13 weeks. And at Rio Tinto Stadium, home to the Real Monarchs, they're going to host 5,300 fans this weekend for a USL match. <laughs> I thought you said good news. Right? Uh, it's just like the hits just keep on coming, guys. I mean, if we're just going like, to make up plans, I'm going to just go build a house out of gold and live in the woods and be fine. Like This is like, all these things are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked last week about U- Louisville City also doing something very similar. And these are all sanctioned by the local health authorities, blah de blah but, I mean, they shouldn't be doing this. I, just, here's something that's going to happen. At any soccer match, there's going to be a bad call that people get really angry about. And your socially distant fans who are, you know, within whatever number of feet from each other are going to stand up. One of them, I assure you, is going to start shouting, get warm, rip the mask off, and keep shouting. Showering everybody below. Because remember... <laughs> the seats in soccer stadiums or generally in stadiums are raked. So it's good. if that person is at the top of the stands, droplets raining down on everybody in front of them. And we already know, this isn't like an experiment we need to prove. We already know this happened with Atalanta, you know, in the Champions League. So just don't have fans just, in stadiums. Let's just, you know, learn from our mistakes instead of Ignoring them and repeating them over and over and over again, you know? You know, the the governor of Texas today, who earlier on in this pandemic had banned localities from enforcing mask, audi- mask ordinances and um, making their own lockdown laws when Texas was one of the first states that opened up. He went on a television show today and said, I hope. Texas's case numbers serve as a wake-up call to anyone who's not taking this virus seriously. So maybe there's an element of like, you gotta fuck this up on your own turf before you take this seriously. So maybe this will be USL's wake-up call, or at least Real Monarchs. I don't know. Maybe every team needs to have a super spreader event before they realize this is not a good idea. Like, that's this shit-the-bed strategy, that is... That's what it is. You gotta shit the bed before you realize, oh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> this warm poop I feel on my butt that I'm rolling around in. And then, then, then the person in the bed with you is like, wait, 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 I gotta roll around in my own poop before I realize shitting the bed is a bad idea. <laughs> I think, we got, I think we got the title episode right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shitting the bed. <laughs> that could be the title episode of every episode from here on out, honestly. Depending <laughs> how MLS reacts to everything. And... Uh, well, all right. We'll see what happens with the USL. We'll report back with the Rio Tinto Stadium <laughs> news next week. Uh, in uh, I keep wanting to say it like lighter news. It's not lighter. It just keeps going. Charlotte Independence's owner is kind of a dick. That kind of is. Is a dick. Um, 
he's been retweeting a bunch of COVID conspiracy theories and OANN news stuff. When he was called out on it, he released a half-assed apology. Um, was it Ben Dolshorn, who is a Charlotte fan, and I think one of the chairman of their uh, fan, their uh, what's supporters, supporters groups? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the soccer goose, um, at least uh, uh my brain's not working right now. Those three shots of whiskey I definitely did and didn't just <laughs> make up are affecting me. Um, a reply to his uh, um, half-assed apology that you should read. Uh, yeah, Ben is also, I should say, he, he used to or still does make a podcast. I Maybe it's in his past, but uh, he's a good Twitter follow for lower leagues info in general. And... We wish him and the Charlotte Independence fans a better owner in the future. Sock takes uh, posting an editorial calling for the owner to sell the team or for the USL to force the the owner to sell his team, considering that there's going to be an MLS team in town soon. It's, it's probably better sooner rather than later, because this dude is, I mean, his investment is going to be worth less uh, when that happens, presumably. I don't know. So it might hopefully be an easy thing to get the guy out and be like, just get the hell out of here. Um, so anyway, hoping for the best for the fans. League One, USL League One has uh, announced each of their um, teams will play 20 games across a 15-week regular season in 2020. Each team will face 10 teams during the regular season with one opponent omitted from each club's schedule to help limit air travel. Each team will play its assigned regional rival four times, twice home and twice away, and seven other clubs in a home-and-home series. It's a kind of a modified uh, format for League One. No, I haven't seen any word yet about stadiums and openings and all of that stuff. So, yeah, we shall see what happens with uh, with these leagues that are traveling, unlike um, MLS and NWSL that have... Uh, the you know the bubbles in their respective uh, chosen locations. USL choosing to do the you know, hey let's fly, come fly with me, come fly away, uh, situation. And uh, I think U- USL also doing like um, League One doing this kind of regional format, which means that they they will be driving more than flying. So yeah, uh, I mean. Sasha, before this recording, we were talking about lockdowns and uh, these two leagues. Yeah, I mean, I can support restructuring so things are more regional and you do less air travel. But you're trying to plan out for 13 or 15 weeks. You don't know which states or which cities are going to be on lockdown. Players not being able to leave their hometowns. Players trying to get in and play in in a city that's on lockdown. Like, this is... There's going to be a lot of things that are unknown at this point yeah and so we'll see what happens again and uh i i think going back to our mls discussion i wonder if the solution should have been to have kind of pods of two or three teams that you know just choose like one hotel somewhere and just play like games with each other you know if 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 you gotta give espn a few games and let people keep their jobs like do something small that just satisfies the requirement and like gets it out of the way. But 
I don't know. Anyway, it's all it's all nut bar stuff, and we're all gonna look back in a few years and listen to this podcast and be like, "Holy shit, it was like real dark, you guys." <laughs> Damn. Uh, anyway, let's move on to a segment that we call "Ludicrous Display." Ray, he's kicked the ball. <laughs> now the ball's over there. Thing about the Premier League is that they always try to walk it in, and in this segment, we talk about the latest from the United Kingdom. Southampton beat Manchester City. And with that loss, that means uh, since the restart, Liverpool have lost every single game and still won the Premier League. <laughs> um, yeah. Manchester, uh, che Adams scored the only goal for Southampton. Uh, his, I believe his first goal of the Premier League of this season. And it was a wonder goal from like 40 yards out um, over Ederson's head. Um, the for, the longest goal since uh, Stamatamane chipped Ederson back in November. I'm, I'm seeing a theme Impressive. here. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's vulnerable from, from fifty yards out. Just, just try to chip him all day. It'll work somehow. <laughs> did we? Uh, I I can't remember last week. Did we talk about the fact that Liverpool played City? We did not. Um, I do not remember that game. <laughs> I I I saw the result, but much like the Liverpool players on the pitch, I was much too hammered to realize what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only important thing that happened in that game, apparently, was that the Liverpool players did get their guard of honor, controversial as it was. So, yeah, I mean, they won the title. What else do yeah. they have to prove, right? It's and then a week later, they were still just like, the, the pitch is sideways. Why is the pitch sideways? Why are you playing against 13 people? Isn't there only 11? Why are there 13? And everybody got to take what they wanted. Manchester City fans got to, like, crow a little bit and, you know, feel good about themselves. Uh, Liverpool fans got to be all smug and be like, we already won the title. The guard of honor happened. You know, like ev- everybody got what they needed. You know, like that was that's what happened. So anyway, uh, speaking of it, Liverpool beat Villa 2-0. Curtis uh, Jones, though, the big story. Uh, Stored his first professional goal. Um, he's 19, signed his first professional contract um, the day before. So it's... Pretty good return on your investment for Liverpool. Um, he had scored previously, um, not on a professional contract, in the uh, Merseyside Derby. That was FA Cup that ended up being one nothing. Liverpool. Yeah, future is bright. He's got a great fro going. I think. Not sure saying he could just if he just throw a beard and take Mo's place at like press conferences that were really far away. <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we see a, a strategy here for other teams to emulate. You sign a young player to a contract, they score the very next game. Maybe Arsenal can make use of that, Sasha. <laughs> well, I don't expect any any David Luiz goals, but he's too old to qualify. However, Bakayo Saka scored his first goal against the Wolves, and I also got a 2-0 win, so uh, I was pretty happy. Yeah, Saka also signed his professional contract the day before so sign your first professional contract and then the next time you will store also the go. goals were very similar like eerily similar are they the same person like no is, is every youth player in the premier league actually just one human being no this isn't this isn't fifa where are they all have the same generated face no, but they're all gonna be playing for <laughs> liverpool eventually <laughs> oh excellent 
Leicester City played uh, Crystal Palace. Leicester City getting the 3-0 win. Jamie Vardy scored his 100th and 101st Premier League goals. I believe he is the oldest player to reach 100 goals in the Premier League. Uh, after Oscar Robbie Fowler. 102nd today against Arsenal in a 1-1 draw. Jamie Vardy doing quite well. And yeah. uh, Chelsea getting a 2-3 win over Crystal Palace. Uh, Christian Pulisic getting a lot of praise for two goals scored in that game and then a total of three goals in five games for Pulisic. One of the stars of the restart. Yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, he came on as a sub in their first game and immediately started a goal while they're coming on and really hasn't left the pitch. Um, been a stalwart in Frank Lampard's lineups and did in comparisons to Eden Hazard, who is having a dismal season with Real Madrid. So it's not go that far. <laughs> I saw uh, like, someone online tweeted that if Christian Pulisic had a bigger butt, I think Eden Hazard was running out there. You, you, th- you think you think there are some of these players who for years people have been like, come to MLS, come to MLS. And now they're like, I'm glad I didn't go to MLS. <laughs> I mean, Zlatan for one. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. Uh, Zlatan also put out some kind of super full of himself statement uh, about Inter Milan and uh, or was it AC or Inter I can't remember I I, 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 I mean you should have said this keeping track of Zlatan any is episode ever a chore would be true exactly Felipe Martins uh, tweeting at him that he he's glad Zlatan is not an MLS so anyway hey League One uh, not USL League One now no actual League One news Oxford United will play will face the Wickham Wanderers in the playoff final to a packed Wembley Stadium. No, uh, just, just Wembley Stadium. Right. One person in there with his dog. Okay. Uh, let's move on Yay. to a segment that we call Dick Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though. Where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. Man, I love that we have one segment that we've kept the same in all of our like shows since we changed this podcast to We Call It Soccer. It's just, you know, it brings a tear to me eye. Pandemics come and go, but this seg- segment stays. I hope they come and go. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I really do. Um, <laughs> no, they're like, fire. they're here every year. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if, like, soccer, like, goes away? Like, what, what, what are we going to talk about, guys? What's this podcast going to be? That's next week's question. Soccer is gone. Now what do we talk about? Oh, how to pack a bug out bag and prepare for the end. Oh. <laughs> This podcast becomes just three of us around a fire. <laughs> and whoever chooses to listen to our rantings. It's an in-person only podcast. Right. And I'm like, guys, check your levels. And like Caleb's like, Nats, there are no levels. There haven't been levels for years, okay? Now pass that can of beans. Notch, Notch, I don't want to tell you this, but... This is actually just a, a shared hallucination. That is the truth. You just you just came across it. We are just sitting around yeah, a fire. Sasha and I actually made two banners this past week, and this is our second <laughs> banner. <laughs> I'm just gonna wake up in a pool of water. There's like a, a a like connector that goes into my neck, and like Morpheus is gonna like snatch my body out of an ocean, uh, and like be like, "Hey, how's it going? You're hey, man, awake now." That reality might be a better one. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well within the matrix uh byron have won the dfb pokal as well because you know like you were saying they just win everything with Good the same them. exact score when they 
from the from the last time they faced Bayer Leverkusen four two. So <sighs> consistency. Okay. Yeah, uh, rumors that Lionel Messi will leave Barcelona after his contract runs out at the end of next season. The president of Barcelona coming out and saying, no, he's going to be just he'll retire with us. Don't worry. Pay no attention. This drama plays out every year, so I, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll, we, we, we shall see. Um, any other soccer-related uh, stuff y'all would like to add before we end our show? No. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. And uh, before we go, we'd like to thank our league commissioner tier patron, Eric Olson, for supporting the show. Thank you. Thank you to all our other patrons as well. Remember to go subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash fans. Tell your friends about this podcast. We always appreciate new listeners. And with that, can you tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? You can find me at PickupLine. I'm at K Olson seven one six. Also working on the super important project right now. It's called the rest of the cops that killed Brianna, Brianna Taylor. Um, just keep that in the world because it's not trending right now on any social media, and it's really important that they do get arrested and convicted and put away for a while. You can find me at Lockstock Spock. You can find this podcast at TWO United Fans. We shall come back to you next week. Goodbye, everyone.